freedom is not found in the gift of choice, but rather in the absence of injustice. The Grey Star. To give the appropriate context for the fairy wars, a word about the people on the continent of Azor that you may not know. As mentioned in the first file, when explorers from Europa arrived, Azor was already populated by humans as well as Akari, that is, non-humans. It was some time before Neo-Babylon became aware of the most powerful of these countries. Far to the south and west of Neo-Babylon, across the spines of Tiamat, and in a deep and beautiful valley, was a civilization of Akari primarily, but not exclusively, made up of elves. They called their valley Valbroselion, clearly an homage to the forest kingdom that had been destroyed by Alexander's forces over two millennia ago. Who these people were, and what their exact connection was to that ancient elven kingdom, we still don't know. Their history is a mystery. To the north of Neo-Babylon, also mentioned in the first file, is Akape Anya. Its people, called the Kaldani, were an indigenous group of humans who accepted those from the old world with open arms. Akape Anya is the country and the primary city. The people themselves seem to be of mixed Scandian and indigenous North Atlantic heritage, but their material culture and habits had echoes of old Babylon. Many Spaniards emigrated or abandoned the army during the Duendes uprising around 215, so many Kaldani today have a mixed heritage. Much further to Neo-Babylon's south, along the east coast, is Kujit. Kujit was a Senecomitian settlement that grew into a nation of its own. Its capital is Sanso. Along Azor's west coast was a city known as Tolko, inhabited by non-elf Akari, mostly orcs and dwarfs. Finally, on the southernmost tip of Azor was Churuk, civilization almost exclusively of goblins, apparently both from the Old World and South Atlantica. In time, trade relations were normalized between and among most of these groups in Neo-Babylon. And though each was somewhat insular, none kept closed borders. All the communities across Azor had a standard of living and technological and magical complexity similar to Neo-Babylon, though with variations and somewhat different emphasis. Their organizations and institutions were more similar than might be expected, and there was speculation that there was some sort of secret contact with Afro-Eurasia preceding recorded colonization efforts. The hardest for outsiders to understand were the various factions within Valbrasilion and the surrounding country. During the fifth month of 368, Neo-Babylonian Reckoning, a series of protests took place in Valbrasilion, to the confusion of many. Anger sparked among the Fae, who considered their society superior in many ways. They felt that despite their long-standing help to other peoples, they continued to dwell in obscurity. The world at large had often considered Fae to be just another word for elf. We were wrong. According to later accounts, this was the largest protest among the elven populations in history, though there were notably few. Authorities in Valbrasilion suppressed the protests, but the seeds were planted for the faction known as the Encura to come to power in the next century. 57 years later, in 425 Neo-Babylonian Reckoning, the Encura, elvish for the Renewers, infiltrated the politics of Tolko, their neighbor to the north. Although the Encura were notoriously prejudiced against those not considered Fey, they were able to incite anger in Tolko against the leadership of Valbrasilion. Tolko had generally seen Valbrosilion as snobbish and ungrateful for their support. Now the people of Tolko were not Fey, 
And again, I don't claim to be an expert, but I'll try to explain this distinction as I can. Fey isn't a species, nor is it a particular branch of elves. It seems to be a heritage. Some, mostly elves, but also dwarfs, orcs, and goblins, seem to possess a Fey lineage, whatever that might mean. No one has been able to explain to me to any satisfaction what a Fey is, or how their genes came to exist in these species, but whatever the mechanism, they do also have ways of divining who has this Fey quality. For whatever reason, maybe by design, no one living in Tolko had this particular quality. The secret plotting by some Fey from Broceliand led the Incura to come to power in Tolko at the same time that they gained sizable support within Val Broceliand itself. In 432, the Incura led Tolko to invade Carbodrin, a nearby city in Val Broceliand, taking them completely off guard. This was the beginning of what would be called the First Fairy War, or in the Elvish language, the Satyawe, the War of Separation. Within two months, the Incura had pressed south all the way to Valbrocellion proper, where they completed their coup. The mostly non-fey leadership of Valbrocellion went into exile in Sanso. Once the Incura and Tolko forces secured the rest of the country, they moved south into Churik. While Neo-Babylon was loath to become involved in a war on Azor, their hand was forced, and in 433, Neo-Babylon, Akapayanya, Kujit, Churuk, and the government of Valbrocellion in exile formed the Alliance of Azor to stop the Incura. The Alliance sent forces to bolster the harried troops of Churuk. Alliance forces fought desperately against the invaders, whose magical prowess rivaled the gun mages of Neo-Babylon. During 434, the Incura slowly advanced toward Churuk Lo, Churuk's capital, but were eventually halted by the Alliance. In the first month of 435, Sunabon forces from New Atlantica unexpectedly came to the aid of Churuk, and the invasion was halted for good. The Sunabon, a large portion of whom are goblins themselves, made no official alliance with either side, but remained presence until an armistice was signed, assuring many of their cousins were safe, then withdrew. Valbrocellion remained under Incura leadership, but other territories were returned. By 436, it was clear to the people of Tolko that they had been used. The Incura's rule over them, as well as over the non-fey-touched elves themselves, was brutal and bitter. While Valbrocellion's land grew wilder, it also grew more inhospitable to those without that all-important fey heritage. The land itself seemed to prefer those who had as much magic as blood in their veins, or so it was told to me. But the government of Valbrocellion in exile had not been idle in the years since the coup. They made alliances with the Sanso, the Churuk, and the rest of the Alliance of Azor, and had a spy network stretching over the whole of Valbrocellion. They fostered a growing resistance movement in Tolko as well. Many elven supremacists who had initially supported the Incura became disillusioned with the new leadership, as non-fey elves were treated just as if they were non-elves themselves. The largest of these factions was a military division led by the empowered sorcerer general Adelante. She, along with her elite commandos called the Valkyrs, and her entire division, defected to the government in exile, deeply bitter at fey orcs and dwarves being treated better than non-fey elves. The defection of Adelante, her troops, and particularly the Valkyrs, named after their reputation for bringing death in their wake, was a pivot point for the exiles, and they made their move. Early in 438, the government in exile, along with the Valkyrs and the Alliance of Azor, formed a task force to restore Valbrocellion to its previous leadership. After nearly two years of intense small-scale battles, the war finally ended in 439, 
with the surviving Incura abandoning the Grand Palace and fleeing for parts unknown. They have yet to be brought to justice. Those who fought for the Incura were pardoned, but the Valkyr Company was dismantled for being too brutal and clinging to prejudiced beliefs that were unacceptable to the Alliance of Azor and the leadership of Valbercelion, at least publicly. Stability returned to Azor and to Neo-Babylon. Ah, Neo-Babylon. The city has become a mega-urban monstrosity, a towering city serving as the world's exemplar of arcane, technological, militaristic consumerism. The brightest jewel in the elite's crown and the deepest thorn in the side of the downtrodden. Neo-Babylon, ruled by the Ukim, a city, state, and world council whose arcane power, privilege, and pedigree secure their role as the ruling guide for the fate of the civilizations. Beneath them, a vast undercity hides the unwanted and undesirable, while those above, the Ukim Council, yes, but also wealthy elites, syndicates, corporations, guilds, and those fortunate enough not to be born in the wrong place at the wrong time in history, are caught up in every manner of ambition or distraction, almost a metaphor for the globalizing world that they want to create. We'll learn all about that in the next file, if you can find it. <laughs>